As long as I don't get like a copyright thing on there, I think I'm pretty cool. I think I'm doing all right. Okay. So tonight on the Wicked Awesome Podcast, I welcome you all. And I have RJ Keller in the house. Uh, And uh, all you have to do, RJ, is click on one of those circle thingies where and if you can't get in let me know hey there she is i'll invite her in and sent the invite and connected hey how you doing hey can you hear me yeah I can hear awesome yeah, it's the first right. time i've used this headset on my phone so woot you actually sound really good is it like one of those i uh earpod jobby things no, it's um actually it's uh for work. <laughs> it's an actual headset with an actual mic, and Whoa. it just usually it's pretty awesome. I know I'm so spoiled, that but uh, cool. usually plug it right into my laptop. But tonight I'm like, okay, I don't know if it's gonna work on my phone, but it does. So yay! <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. Welcome to the studio, Podbean user. I'm not gonna read all that out there. And <laughs> welcome, Father Brian. Uh, Father Brian did a live show last night. He sounded good. His audio sounded really good last night. Exceptional. I don't know what he's doing different, but. Yeah, yeah. I listened to some of that. Uh, I think y'all were talking about eating uh, cicadas, and I was like, oh, oh you were, Yeah. Yeah, you're in the house. My view of that is, you know, deep fry it, put it in chocolate. I'd, I'd eat one. I don't care. I mean, I've. 
I've, I've had worse, I'm sure. Yeah. I will say that on a dare back in junior high school, I did eat a fried, uh, oh, I think it was a fried grasshopper. Oh, yeah. That, that sure, uh, someone sure. brought into class. So, uh, yeah, you can't turn down a dare. Exactly. Well, yeah, because that's like a thing somewhere, chocolate grasshoppers. I don't know if it's a delicacy, yes. but it's a thing somewhere. Like, people eat that stuff, I yeah, it actually it was like in a like an actual like can that they uh, not not like a can but like um some sort of jar and they yep. were pre-fried yep. and I can't remember what country they came from but I was like wow I'm so glad yep. that that's not a regular part of my diet. <laughs> I must say what got to be listening to Father Brian's show. I don't know if you were still listening in. He was telling me how he used to eat worms uh earthworms oh. for like survival like oh my god I oh mean, you, wow you poor man because dang yeah, that's, i missed that yeah that's when my stomach started to turn a little bit i i i, yeah. I don't i wouldn't be able to do that yeah yeah, yeah when you're homeless oh i'm so sorry father i mean brian. honestly oh, i i yeah. like i can't even joke about that um i mean other than to i mean not to joke but i mean i guess that would be protein right i mean and i'm yeah. not joking or making light of it but it's like yeah it was probably yeah. sounds like a smart thing to do in that situation Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, if you're doing it for survival, mm -hmm. sure, sure. I mean, you hear of like prisoners of war eating rats mm, and things like yep. that. Like, God, yeah, it makes me. Yeah, makes yep. me glad. Um, makes me glad I have a food source that has yes. is wrapped in cellophane packages and in. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I always rat isn't worth the work, Father Brian says. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Welcome blockchain. Yeah, cat, however, is well. Uh, yeah, in some cultures they eat cat, but um, yeah. I don't think I would be into that. I guess, like in some parts of uh, China, you can actually pick out the cat or dog you want to eat like, at some restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do it. I, couldn't I mean, I guess it. we kind of do the same thing here. I mean, with uh, like lobster and fish and some places have like, oh, you can choose your steak. I think it's just all in what, you know, you are culturally accustomed to. But uh, exactly. You yeah. know me and my kitties, though. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think of my my little dog, my my, puggle, my, my cute little pudgy dog. I mean, Aww. i I'm sure Buttercup would be a great meal. I mean, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do no. it. Yeah, no. even for my own survival, I couldn't do no, it. No, me either. Me either. I'd probably just uh, let them, you know, survive off of me instead because, you know, that's right. what they do. So. <laughs> exactly. Yes, lobsters are boiled alive. I, I work yes. in restaurants. I've worked in restaurants before, and, and when you drop them in the boiling water, they, they actually, there's this little that mm -hmm. kind of let's go and everyone thinks it's a lobster screaming they're not it's not a lobster scream that's like their shells doing something yeah isn't it like the air or something going through their shells i mean it's still you know exactly. icky, but you know it's not them screaming it sounds like they're screaming it does sound like they're <laughs> screaming yeah yeah i mean but no and then then there's this whole thing that I mean, I don't know. Was it Mary Tyler Moore came to the Lobster Festival in Rockland oh, one year? Do you remember this? Yes, I think I do. That was back in the 90s, I think. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, to protest, you know, the eating of lobster because it's cruel and blah, blah, right. blah. Right. Yeah. And then 
all these people got on there. The lobster don't even feel pain because they don't have a cerebral cortex. And, I, right. and I'm like, okay, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll go <laughs> along with that. All right. Head cannon accepted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. To tell you the truth, I don't eat. I can't remember the last time I had lobster. It's been so long. I, I'm, I actually I'm, don't like lobster. I mean, it's like, we'll, we'll have people come from out of state. And I'm like, oh, damn, we got to. Do something you got to get some lobster. Got to get yeah. It's yeah. always people that come visit from out of state. Then it's like yes. oh shit. Yeah. Got to get some lobster, I guess. And yep. then I always grab a steak for myself. <laughs> and I mean, I'll eat it if it's the only thing there. That's what it comes down to. Right. I will do that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, hey, so let's talk about your book. You wrote it a long time ago. Uh, I did. It? How long ago? Ten um, years ago. Actually, so it's funny. So um, I initially published it, I self-published it back mm -hmm. in 2008. Mm -hmm. So that was, where are we right now? I don't know. Math is not good for me. But anyway, uh, several years okay. ago. Yep. Okay. So, and then um, it's, it ended up doing fairly well, I mean, for a self-published book. And so um, at the time, um, the, the Kindle was a fairly new thing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it kind of caught on. I don't know if you remember way back then. Mm -hmm. And so Amazon was realizing, hey, we can make more money out of this if we take some of these self-published books and publish them ourselves and rake in the dough that way too. So they kind of were trolling for, um, you know, self-published books that were doing well. Mine happened to be. So they uh, picked up my book under their publishing wing, which was cool. And that was uh, in 2011. So it's been uh, 10 years since they published it. I see. So initially you published it uh, in just the traditional format. I mean, it's, other than it being self-published, I mean, it was right. in the paper format. Uh, yep. Thank you for sharing the show, Father Brian. Uh, Ooh, that's yeah. uh, so how many. So did you pay for the expense of the, the books to be made and how many did you have uh, uh, made initially? Um, I did. So what I did is um, I, uh, I uploaded the file to make it available for people to purchase on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc. through a paperback mm -hmm. online. Um, I did order a few copies for myself, but most of my sales um, at the time and even still have been done online, um, both paperback and then eventually the um, Kindle and ebook book versions. So at the time, the expense out of pocket actually wasn't that much. Um, I did the research to figure out how to format everything to make sure everything was done, you know, properly. I did, I wanted it to look and feel like it was published by a publishing house. I didn't want it to look quote unquote, you know, self-published. Um, but all of that was free. That information was on the internet. So my out-of-pocket expense was hardly anything. Um, I designed my own book cover. I, I took my own picture so that that would, you know, wouldn't have to worry about that. Um, now, and but that's when uh, this was fairly new. Um, there's a lot of self-published authors right now, and right, right. There, it, people are a lot more savvy about it, and they're they are putting a lot more money into it now. I have a friend who does, and she, I mean, is an awesome writer. She she's got I think 15 books out now, and she barely breaks even just because there are so many out there. Um, oh, wow, but wow. at the time. Uh, the, the, the pool wasn't quite, it was like a smaller pond. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so uh, I was a bigger fish in a smaller pond as opposed to now where there's just, there's so many out there. I see. I see. Um, so my next question is, uh, has it, have you lost money doing this? If you don't mind me asking, or oh, have you broken even? 
That's a great question. I would probably say I've about broken even, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Like if if you look at the whole like 10 plus year journey, um, I definitely, I mean, I I, I have a day job, uh, so to speak. And I have never been in a position where I can say, oh, I'm going to make my living off of my books. There was one year when it did really, really well. And we were able to vinyl side our house. Um, oh wow that's cool yeah so that was pretty cool it's like we didn't have to we didn't have to charge it like like that that is my like i'm super excited of course we have sold the house since since then but um sold for a lot more because it was vinyl sided but anyway Uh, um, so like i did have that one awesome summer but um but generally speaking i mean it's honestly if you're not like a stephen king then uh you know or jk rowling or one of those guys you're not gonna be making a whole lot of money I see. It's, just, it's not I a see. particularly lucrative, you know, um, you know, occupation. <laughs> oh, awesome. Hey, nonsense password is on my is in the chat room on my show. I feel so honored that nonsense. Pa- have you ever listened to nonsense password show? I haven't. Have I was about to say that's a great name. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's like, I mean, yeah, man, he's like the he, he's like my new role model. He's like so entertaining. Oh, cool. You know, he could pull off. Yeah, he could pull off the cynical humor better than I can. (sighs) Uh, So, I mean, I I try to even when I try to do it, it just comes off as really bad. It's just like, oh, my God, (laughs) what's gotten into Matt now? It's like, oh, you know, people start to worry when I go the cynical route. like, (laughs) Or people are just outright offended. You know, (laughs) how dare he? (laughs) How dare he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, have you ever I mean, you're we went to high school together, though. Yeah. uh, we didn't really hang out, though. I mean, you're. No, you're, um, I was a year ahead of you, so obviously way too cool. So, um, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're in my sister's class, and I was yes. actually, yeah, I was friends with your uh, brother that was two years behind me, which would be not your youngest brother, but. Your, oh, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a brief time in my life, I was a senior. He was like a sophomore, and we we're both oh, yep. in music, music and art. Oh and yes. So yep. yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that. You see, yeah, yeah. But speaking of, I I remember. I mean, this is where I can't pull off any type of humor that's even remotely negative. Uh, so our high school band is playing at one of these alumni things down at the Front Street Pub in Belfast a few years ago. So we're getting ready. We play that dukes a hazard intro song you oh know? yes <laughs> you know just, just because we know it, it's yeah exactly <laughs> and we know that some people are going to laugh in some indeed backwoods good old boys are going to be like all <laughs> right <we're here."> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> so before we get into it alan um says you know okay this show we all watched growing up, and now they're taking it off TV because of the Confederate flag, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, we all watched that show, and I'm like, and I said something, and I meant to be funny. Yeah, you remember that white trash Southern redneck <laughs> show that we all used to watch? And there was a guy out in the audience that got Uh-oh. so pissed off at me saying that that he left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just like, really? Really? I mean, now, but what was that, wrong about it? I mean, you're 100% correct. I, I say well, that I, I loved that show, but, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it's just I was just trying to be funny. Now, if Nonsense yeah. said that, something like that on his show, <laughs> people would be applauding and he'd be laughing. And it's just like, 
you know, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the sound of my voice or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Father Brian says walkouts are a sign of success. There you go. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree with that. I think he was just, you know, thin skinned. Probably yeah, anyone yeah. could have said it. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I think it was, I think it was that same show. I don't know. It got into me. I, it was like after I quit drinking even, but. I needed to get the crowd into it. And this is right after I saw Rob Zombie in concert. Oh, okay. If, if you've never seen Rob Zombie in concert, you have to. Oh, my God. Just like I have uh, never. So I will have to. Yeah. I mentioned it in a previous show. The guy's yes, like, I remember. Yeah. The guy's like 190 years old now, but still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chris Stout's in the live studio. So cool. Any, so anyway, he swears a lot to get the crowd going as well uh mm -hmm. so i'm like you know what hell with it and i start going i start acting like rob zombie <laughs> <laughs> are you motherfuckers here to party <laughs> and people are going woohoo i can't hear you i don't i want to Hits you it again. Woo! And then I go, <laughs> I don't think those motherfuckers up at Rollies up the hill, the bar up the hill, can hear you. Are you ready to party? <laughs> and everyone goes, Woo! Oh my God. It's <laughs> like way into it. Then John, the owner of the establishment, comes up to me while I'm still playing and whispers in my actually he had to scream in my ear because we were playing so loud. He goes, Hey, no swearing. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did just, you know, use the F word twice in a row. And I think doesn't that mean you get uh, uh, like a hand slap or something? Uh, yeah, I have one more chance, and then I'm on the potty. Okay, okay, yeah. potty, yes, because right. I actually have a sticky note right in front of me that says no F-bombs, just to remind me that that's a thing I can't do. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I'm busted, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't criticize others if you're going to do something hypocrite. You're right, Chris, but no, hey, I'm close to being on the potty, potty mouth list, so I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, see, if Father Brian called in, he'd be on it within the first 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely so the back to your book so um, i read it uh so the main character tess uh yes is is this you um i mean i'm asking i'm asking a general question i've never right. interviewed someone that has written a book in my life so right I'll, yeah that's that's actually a very common question. I will say yes and no. Yes, in the sense that, um, like her voice, um, you know, her her foul mouthness, her shit's gonna come out of my mouth before my brain engages. Definitely very me. Um, but like her actual, you know, life story, all the things that are happening to her, the way she's reacting to, you know, things happening in her life, um, are are all fictional. They're not like she is not autobiographical in that sense. Um, but, uh, I think because it was my first novel, um, it was so much easier just to write her like in my own voice, but having to like put someone else's voice on because it's hard enough to like to write fiction because, um, for example, you know, she's divorced. I've been married for almost 29 years. Um, oh, wow. we're, okay. yeah, and we're, we're all good. So, you know, like, um, you know, everything that she went through was fictional. Some, in some sense, uh, circumstances based on people I, I did know. Um, but yeah, she is not me per se, but I see. sort of, I don't know if I just explained myself well or more confusing. 
<laughs> no, that's a very good explanation. But I mean, I do believe when uh, I just think of like my own creative writing over the years, which has been terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, uh, the main character is going to be somewhat m- me. I mean, even right. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so 34-year-old Tess uh, has problems with her mom and mm. uh, has had problems in a very serious relationship because she doesn't want to have kids. And yeah. that's, yeah. And then it gets into just kind of that relationship with her uh, mother, uh, which is less than positive. And then Correct. it just deal, and then it just deals with uh, basically small town. And I mean, New Mills is a fictional town that's in right correct yes yep that is it is fictional it's just easier to do that way because you don't have to worry about someone like writing you and saying i've lived in that town all my life and the river isn't really doing that so i just made up a town (laughs) yeah and that's where i'd be like you know what kiss my ass the last time i saw the last time i saw the river it did that right (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe there's not a there isn't even a river in that town yeah there is (laughs) there isn't Scream, uh, and I called it a river. It. I remember the mill really shut down in 1993. Not, not yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Oh, yep. geez, I I'm swearing all over the place. I tell you, I had one of these days. <laughs> I, I I am in pissy pants mode. I'm like in total oh. pissy pants dink mode. Yeah, that's a term that comes okay. up here. Yeah, well, I that can make for a fun podcast. It can be, but I mean, I don't get into <laughs> dink. I don't get into dink mode very often, but I actually get into dink mode today. Wow. I just had one of those days. I went into work and I knew it was going to be busy, mm-hmm. and then no matter where I went, somebody tracked me down to ask me to do something. It was one ah. of those things. And then when yeah. I sat down, I'd get an email, or then I'd uh-huh. get a phone call. Yeah. Then I'm like, you know what? Damn it. I live on I work on this beautiful campus. I'm going to go for a walk. The three people that drove by me stopped, rolled down the window and asked me something. (laughs) Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, geez. okay, you know, and then finally I'm like, you know, the the whole day is like this. Right. The whole the whole day is like this. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm driving in my car. Somebody freaking calls me from work. (laughs) Like, you got to be kidding me. Leave me alone. I just escaped you. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll back up a little bit. At one point, I sit down after my walk, and my co-worker, co-worker goes, what's wrong? And it was the wrong question to ask at that moment. <laughs> right. Like, you don't want to know. I can't even begin to process it right now. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Just then, leave me alone and let me be a dink for a while. <laughs> that's right. I need to be a dink. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then I... So I'm running around all this other stuff, and then somebody texts me to do. So, uh, actually, is my uh, my my daughter. I'll, I'll bring in my personal life a little bit. Uh, my <laughs> my ex wife and I get along beautifully. We do. We awesome. Do. I love that. Um, and my daughter is taking driver's ed now. We have this schedule where she gets picked up and dropped off. Blah blah blah. So on the schedule, I know tonight I don't have to. You know pick her up and drive her home and what does my ex-wife do while i'm like (laughs) running around town Uh, is it possible for you to bring molly uh back from driver's ed and i'm like it's been such a crazy day is it an emergency and she goes no i'm just really really tired wrong (laughs) thing to say (laughs) wrong thing to say 
Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So yeah. normally I'd say yes in that situation, <laughs> right. but I'm like, no, I'm in total dink mode. So <laughs> when I'm in dink mode, I say no. It doesn't happen very often, but right. Yeah. yeah. So then I'm running around. It's just like, geez, I'm really, I got to exercise. Uh, you know, I, I, I do try to keep up on my fitness, but I have to eat. I mean, I was like feeling faint because I had to eat, had to eat, but I don't eat before exercise because I get I feel really bad afterwards. But yeah, I had to that's eat. That's a gross feeling. It is a gross feeling, but I had to eat, so I ate. Then I exercised, felt gross, like I knew I would. Then right at seven o'clock, what do I get? I get a work text. I get somebody from work <laughs> texting me. It's like leave me alone. <laughs> Damn, yeah. not your day. Yeah. That's my day. Yeah. So wow. this this is good. Yeah. But as I'm doing this, I'm probably getting like emails and texts and all that <laughs> other stuff. But hell with it. I'm in dink mode. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, what was I talking about before that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we're talking about the book and just like how people would like argue a point about yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Now you're right. So when I so I'm, when I'm reading it and I'm reading about new mills, mm-hmm. uh, my mind uh, goes to it's interesting what I visualize in my head. I'm not visualizing a main town so much as I'm visualizing a movie that could be in rural anywhere America, uh, and uh, which is kind of cool, actually. I mean, oh, well, th- yeah. that's actually what I was trying for. I mean, although I, I mean, I say that, and it's a very, I, I hope, very main book. Um, and w- what I did is I, I kind of had in mind several different main towns, um, one being Dexter, um, yep, another yep. Corinna, um, Pittsfield, because I actually lived um, in that area for quite a while. Um, my husband actually worked at Dexter Shoe for a long time. And of course, um, those jobs went, uh, as I say in the book, south to Puerto Rico. He lost yep. his job. Um, SAS Shoe uh, shut down, uh, Eastern Woolen Mill and Corinna. So I was thinking of those three towns, but I did want to make it make sure it was universal because um, although I, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I think that the manufacturing jobs dried up in Maine um, places in Pennsylvania before they did the rest of the com- uh, the country, I did know while I was writing the book that it was happening and it had been happening across the country. Mm-hmm. So while I was writing, I did want to make sure that it felt universal. If someone, you know, from like Allentown, Pennsylvania and those, you know, shot, sure, uh, th- sure. those places closed down, they would feel that it felt as real to them as someone who was writing in Dexter, Maine, who was reading it. So, um, I appreciate that you, you know, got that. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's just like, I mean, it was in the 80s that the shoe manufacturers pretty much left Maine. I mean, I yes. remember the red and yep. white building in Belfast mm-hmm. used to be a shoe manufacturer. And that was, they made shoes right up until probably yeah. early, early 80s or so. And, yep. uh, um, and, every, and then Dexter Shoe, I mean, which is now those log cabins that used to sell Dexter yes. Shoe. 
they're still super around. Shoe. They're super <laughs> shoe now. Yeah. yeah. But that was, but Dexter shoes were made in Maine. So yeah, yeah. that would, that really did start in the eighties and everyone knew they yep. were going away. I mean, oh yeah. It, it, was, it was, the writing yeah. was so on the wall. Um, SAS shoe, San Antonio shoe in Pittsfield. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the, there was a Nike shoe place in Sanford. It was just, and the thing about those jobs, they were hard jobs. I mean, my husband would come home exhausted, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, it paid a living wage. Um, he right, worked, right. I worked. Um, we had health insurance through Dexter shoe. It was the best health insurance I've had since. <laughs> um, and so we were able to, you know, raise our family and, you know, make a living um, between the two of us. And those jobs are gone. And so now you've got like an entire generation, really, of, of people who would probably have gone to work in one of those factories. Um, sure, sure. And they're not there anymore because, I mean, let's face it, not everybody is going to go to college, you know. Um, that's that's what vocational schools are, are there for is to teach those skills, which are dying out. But I'm sorry, I'm going to get all preachy if I'm not careful. But anyway, um, and so we have an entire generation now who don't even have those options available to them. And it's really kind of sad. So I was feeling like all of those things at the time when I was writing the book and those things were even more important to me than the actual like characters, which, um, you know, writing the second draft, I had to go back and say, oh, yeah, we can't just, you know, do a preachy, you know, <laughs> book about, you know, the lack of industry anymore, Kelly. We actually have to, you know, write a book with a with a plot. Um, but but I guess suffice it to say that was like the, the thing most in my mind as I was writing, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me think uh, about we talk about the wage gap in this country between Mm. the very, very rich and then really kind of the lower middle class, if you will, just a huge disparity. And what isn't talked about enough is the loss of union labor over the years. Mm. Yes. And uh, that's one thing that did come with a lot of these manufacturing jobs when we were growing up uh, was union labor. You know, people piss and moan about labor unions, but what labor unions did they provided things like the really good health insurance, the really yep. good wages. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, so you could have like, you know, your hands on work that didn't require college education and still mm-hmm. make really good money. So and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, of course, you know, labor was cheaper outside of the country. Right. And so right. I guess here, here's how I look at it. Um, I know you guys get political on the show, so I don't mind getting a little political here. But Oh, please um, do. Please do. Okay. Yeah. So either you are going to pay people a living wage and you're going to make it so that they can have health insurance, which is a necessity. Um, I know that really well now. But um, so you can pay them so that they can raise their families um, and be self-sufficient, mm-hmm. or you can pay people outside of the country a hell of a lot cheaper uh, wages, not pay them health insurance and all those other benefits. Um, and then what's going to happen? Well, all those people who can't make a living wage, you've got an entire generation who a lot of them are now either working two or three jobs or they're not because they can't, and then they have to supplement their income with food stamps and TANF and all this other stuff. So what happens is people complain about the taxes. Well, do you wanna pay taxes that are higher in order to help these people out? Or would you rather pay them a living wage? I mean, I know what I'd rather do, but that's just me. (laughs) 
So yeah, uh, no, and I I tend to agree with that too. It's just uh, you know the money's going to be paid somewhere in mm-hmm. where would you you know and what's the best use of uh, right. those funds and yeah. uh, and what's going to get and what's going to make people feel dignified. I mean, it's just like people yes. wa- people do want dignity. I mean, yes. we do, we do, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah. there are very very few people, and I actually do know some, but there are very few people who like, I don't want to work. I want to get away with this. I just want to, I mean, collect money from this. Hardly anybody is like that. And there's always going to be some people like that. Just like there are always going to be super rich people who want to get out of paying taxes on each end of the spectrum. You're going to have your assholes. Um, What we got to do is focus on, okay, how about the rest of everybody? (laughs) So, but so, uh, so back to your book a little bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> back to your book a little bit. I'm going to tell you, Chris is Chris just texted me saying, "Oh my God, Matt, ask her about her book." He doesn't like it when I talk left wing, <laughs> left wing socialist politics here. Yeah, Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, relationship with Tess and her mother is uh, yes. that something that you've picked up from your other friends? Is it part of your life? If you don't mind me asking, of course. Actually, definitely, definitely other friends. Um, anytime someone asks me about Tess's mom, I have to put in a humongous plug for how awesome my mom is. Oh, <laughs> um, awesome! Because sure. she because she really is. Um, I I was kind of a weird kid, and she encouraged that. Like she actively encouraged me to, hey, you're, you're a little different. That's cool. Keep it up. Um, so she was the exact opposite of Tess. Um, actually, Tess's mom was based on a friend of mine, uh, her relationship with her mother. Um, and it was really like painful for me as a teenager to see her going through that because it was so destructive to her. Um, and she kind of got led down a, a path of self-destruction because of that. And so it was definitely, I love you, mom, not based on mine. <laughs> <laughs> My poor mom, every time she's like, please let them know it's that, that her mom is not me. I'm like, I promise I will. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, it's just it's interesting because I know a lot of uh, people in our generation have similar experiences with with their moms, their parents. And um, it's and then the character of Brian and uh, raising uh, his younger sister and the deadbeat dad and the mom that died way too young. And when they were way too young, I mean, all of these are stories that we can relate to. We all know yes. someone that went through something uh, similar. And yep. um, what's interesting is just, I mean, there's the physical attraction between Tess and Brian at the beginning of the book. And mm-hmm. uh, that's easy. Then once they get to know each other, as any relationship evolves, you get to see, you know, uh, all of it the good, bad, ugly, uh, what have you. And what is interesting and what is stuck out in my mind is Brian can be violent, not towards Tess, but towards other people. And then I'm wondering to myself, wow, is that an attractive quality in men? Um, I am so glad you are. Okay. Oh my gosh. You are the first person who has ever talked about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you did. That is not an attractive quality. Like, 
here's the thing that gets me is like, I will have people go, oh, Brian, you know, like, oh, like, like women will be like, he's so, you know, hot. He's so this. And I'm like, um, yeah, but he's not perfect, you know, and that I am, oh, Matt, that makes me very happy. That is a very <laughs> not attractive quality. And um, yeah, and that's why, because like, you know, you have to start each character, you know, they have their character arc. Here's where I'm starting. Here's where I'm finishing. And so, yeah, I was very um, deliberate about starting him out like like that. Yes, and yes. I was really surprised at the way, um, you know, so many women um, just kind of like attached themselves to him. And I was a little scared by it, to be honest. <laughs> but yes, excellent point. Not a great quality. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I do think it shows that he has passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, passion out of someone is a is an attractive quality, I, I suppose. True. You True. know, uh, I remembered. Have you ever did you ever watch that show? Californication? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David so Duchovny. Yep. David Duchovny. I, I love that show. But I That's remember in, there were in the early part of uh the show one of the earlier seasons his ex he goes to a party with his ex-wife and his ex-wife's fiance there's a guy at the party that calls her the c-word mm, yep you can't do that yeah david covey david Duchovny's not around at the point but the fiance is and she flips out you know oh my god and the fiance is like oh you know calm down calm down just let it go blah 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 yeah and then Later on, the same guy as he's leaving, they're all outside. And this time, David Duchovny is around, says, hey, see you next Tuesday. And we all know what that stands for. <laughs> yep. And David Duchovny's like, what? Did that guy just call you that? And David <laughs> yeah. Duchovny goes up and spanks the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slaps I him. I remember good. that episode. I'd forgotten all about that show, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, you know, that's passion. That's passion. And that's that's yeah. in that instant. That's kind of that. That is kind of attractive. It's just like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I would like to think I'm somewhere in between David Duchovny and the fiance. <laughs> right. I say I'd be like, now, what did you just call her? I mean, come on. It's just like, really? Now, why'd you do that? It's just like she's really upset right now and you're going to have to go over and apologize right. and I'm going to walk with you. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah. think that everybody um, has like a berserk button. Like, I'm going to be fine, but you could say do whatever like this one thing like like the C word or, you know, with with Brian, you don't mess with a sister like whatever the thing is. Everybody <laughs> is capable of like that demon like coming out of them um if their berserk button is kind of flipped and um that's i think that's i think that's more i mean brian definitely has some clear um issues you know he needs to work through some anger management stuff but um most of like his when he flies off the handle really is his you know being overprotective of his sister um so and but and i do think we all have that in us somewhere um it's just a matter i think most of us are fortunate enough that we don't get those berserk buttons flipped. Yeah. 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 And seeing both of my sisters were uh, older than me. Uh, mm, so, yep. uh, so I, I was actually the one that was nurtured. I didn't have to right. have a, 
younger sister. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. See, I grew up with a single mom with two older sisters. So that explains a lot about me. Oh, okay. That's, that's really cool. Actually. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. So Brian has a younger sister, Rachel, is that's correct. Yes. And, yep. uh, right. And she has, uh, some issues, uh, gets involved with yes. the wrong, wrong guy and then gets involved with, uh, drugs and we all yep. can re- that's, that's another thing we can all relate to. We all have yes. known of someone, unfortunately that has had, Oh yeah. A similar experience and uh, yeah 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 so yeah addiction is in i mean and i mean keep in mind i started writing this book in 2006 and here we are in 2021 and it's just it's so much worse like i remember at the time thinking how could it possibly get worse oh my god i mean it's you know um the opioid addiction um and of course now you know with the quarantine um so many people I know who have, you know, been through treatment and been, you know, clean and sober for years, you know, quarantine has done a number on them. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's really sad. It is. And that's one total, uh, the death total in Maine of overdoses has gone up uh, quite dramatically during the pandemic. Yeah. And it's, uh, something that isn't talked about enough, like more than one a day. Uh, and you're talking about yeah. a state of uh, 1.3 million people. So that's huge. right. Yep, yeah, it is. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's interesting because when we were in school, I didn't know of anyone that, was doing heroin. I if oh heroin God, yeah. was in Waldo County, I wouldn't have known about it. I would never have known me either. I hadn't even heard of it. I mean, I mean, I'd heard of it, but like as far as like being anywhere near, it was one of those things that happens on TV in the big city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just it. I mean, and cocaine, I actually did see in high school. I saw it twice. Not from oh. a, not from anyone that I went to school with or we went to school with. It was with a guy I worked with, and uh, yeah. and I didn't. I mean, he knew enough not to offer it to me, and I wouldn't have right. taken it. I wouldn't have taken it anyway because right. cocaine, cocaine to me was like uh, the kiss of death. Because I saw Miami Vice, and uh, right. cocaine, cocaine wasn't good. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh man, all those shows worked on me too. You know, Nancy Reagan just say no. I was such a good girl in high school. Oh uh, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Actually, did that have an effect on us at all? Just say no. Oh, yeah, but- honestly, just say no. No, but <laughs> although I, I will say that it, it it made it seem I don't know like dirty or gross or something it, that. That yucky people did. Like, I mean, I remember at the time. So although I would laugh at it, it, I I guess maybe it did have an effect because that's kind of how I always looked at it. So I guess. Sorry, Nancy Reagan. I never gave you enough credit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I remember Chris. uh, Chris Stout's here. Chris has been working on a novel and he's working on a screenplay for probably 30. Good for you. Miami. Oh, that's so cool. Awesome. Miami Vice vastly uh, skewed cocaine. I remember. As Chris Stout and Scott Ryan were big Miami Vice fans, like my uh, my freshman year in high school. So they would show up. Our buses always showed up early. And those guys would like run around the gym and go around the locker room and play Miami Vice. Oh, my they God. Would, that's awesome. The, 14, 15 year old boys. We're not talking right? about like third graders out on recess. We're talking about high school boys playing Miami <laughs> Vice. You know, they hold their arms out, you know, both of them <laughs> stiff like they're holding a gun, like freeze. Yep. You know, 
Yeah. Now the big yeah. question is, do they have jackets that they, you know, like scooch the sleeves up and, you know, oh, the t-shirts yeah, under that. the jacket? T-shirts under the sports jacket. I did that for a while. It. Yeah. I showed up to a sports banquet at Mudview with a sports jacket over my Reebok t-shirt and I had acid wash <laughs> jeans and nice. white Nikes. I was freaking styling, man. I was hot. Wicked. Uh, wicked. Now wicked. I'm having one of those like vague memories. So please bear with me. Um, Chris, Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. The memory I have of Chris Stout, because again, I didn't like like hang out with you guys a lot in school. Did Chris used to have a rat tail in junior high or high school or something? Or am oh, I he, thinking of a different Chris? Uh, he, you might be thinking of Chris Herring. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe that's yeah. okay. There's yeah. so many Chris's. Sorry. Yeah. Now I yeah. feel like yeah. now I feel like a jerk. I thought I thought I had the right Chris and I don't. And I'm sorry. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, Chris had a mullet. Chris had a freaking glorious mullet. I oh mean, man. Okay. I'll look at my yearbooks. Yeah, he had a mullet that would be. I mean, yeah. I mean, I he and like uh, Dallas and I won't say his <laughs> real name, Dallas Kincaid. They had the most right. glorious, glorious mullets. Yeah, yes, they did. I do remember Dallas's mullet. Although I have to say, I'm not proud of this, but I also had a mullet. I had oh, like the really? girl mullet. I did. That's it was right. not. It was not yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I thought at the time yeah. it was awesome, but um, yeah. 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 See, my so hair impressed. always turned into like a, this frizzy afro before I could like <laughs> do anything to it. So I'm like, uh, you know, then when it straightened out, like in college, I'm like, OK, I'm just going to do the grunge thing and be like long hair. Ah. But then, I'd, you know, I'd always get to a point where I'm like, you know what? This looks like shit. And then I just get it cut. <laughs> so I, I never could pull off the hippie, hippie grunge guy thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I have a. I have a member. I have a Chris Stout story to tell you. It's going to embarrass him, but I'm going to tell it anyway because it's funny. Uh -oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it used to be if we were like bent over like a desk or something, uh, Chris would uh, get this Darth Vader thing going. He would go, oh, oh, oh. then he would come up <laughs> behind us and give us a dry hump and go. Oh, <laughs> You know, that was like his thing to do. So if you're like turn, if you're like bent over a desk or bent over even a little bit, you're going to get the Darth Vader <laughs> voice and dry hump by Chris Stout. He's, he's saying, I that. didn't, I didn't, you did too. You did well, I'll say too. if I, I if I make it to the Mount View Roundup, I'll be sure not to bend over a, a table and I'll be all set. <laughs> exactly. Then there, there was this one guy, I don't even know his name. He was in our class and he, he came like later on in high school. We didn't grow up with him. No one knew him and everyone kind of stayed away from him. And you could tell like he was afraid of like everybody. Right. Right. You know, and, you know, it's then one day in homeroom, this kid is bent over on the windowsill with the curtain covering his back it's like raining out and he's looking at the rain and chris starts going oh, oh, and we're all looking at chris like no you're not going to no no i mean that nobody knows kid. this exactly and he totally chris totally did he dried oh up God. that kid and the kid didn't know what to do <laughs> I, I, we just oh were on the floor. <laughs> I mean, probably the kid has PTSD from Chris dry humping him, and I. And He's I, probably still in therapy. <laughs> I know it's just oh. like, yeah, we all survived Chris Stout's dry humping. Yeah, that should yeah. be a T-shirt you guys should get. 
that's funny that is funny uh so um more about the book i have some other questions (laughs) yeah um well basically i mean i'm not going to give it away have you read any of the amazon reviews most of them are very good (laughs) um i have yes um they're they're either really good or they really 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 hate it it's there's no in between (laughs) well i mean it's uh i haven't the only the, the ones that have the biggest criticism are these two people that, that I've seen and I haven't read all of them. And I sure you probably, right. you probably have. I mean, yeah. the, the, I like to think like if somebody reviewed my podcast, like they do on Amazon, I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care. I'm not going to read those reviews. Eh, no, 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 I don't care. And then of course I'm going to read the damn things. Yeah. You're going to read yeah. them and you're going to care, but you're going to pretend like you don't do either. So <laughs> exactly. That's what it, yeah, exactly. But we talk about potty mouth here, but a couple people from the UK uh, didn't like it because of uh, the use of the F word. And I'm thinking she doesn't use the F word that often. I mean, it's, it fits where it fits. It's realistic. It's not like it's every other word or every other sentence for them. Yeah. I always say, um, why don't you guys like pull up and spend about half a day in rural Maine and you'll realize that I cut a lot of the F-bombs out of how people normally talk. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's just, uh, uh, hey, rounding third just entered uh, the studio. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, rounding third, how you doing? Yeah. You'll end up regretting reading pod reviews. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> you're probably right, uh, Father Brian. But, you know, it's. Uh, I will say this. When I review uh, podcasts on here, I always mm-hmm. review ones that I like. Uh, yeah. So yep. if so, if I don't like a podcast, I'm not going to. Especially with these amateur ones. I mean, I right. talk smack. I've talked smack about Joe Rogan's podcast, but I mean, he's <laughs> that's how he makes his living. So he's exactly. Yeah. 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 Father Brian, I'm a very hated podcaster. Well, Father Brian, you receive much love here on the Wicked Awesome Podcast. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And as as a, a a very hated you know writer, you know you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when actually when my book first came out, I did get um, quite a spate of um, really obnoxious emails. I feel like there was some sort of like group or something that was like organized to do it because all the emails were very similar. Either that or it was one person like sending a bunch. Um, They did not, uh, they objected to, I mean, not to give things away, but there is an abortion um, like subplot there. Not Mm -hmm. happy with that. Not happy with the uh, language. Um, That got a little bit creepy. The fact that I'm getting emails. Like, there's a difference between that and a review. Rounding like, third just why says, "Why are you so- coming after me?" <laughs> Rounding third just says, "Sorry about that. My bad." <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it! I knew it was now. I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, and with critics <sighs> like that, it's just like you flip up your middle finger and just exactly. Move on. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's basically like as long as they can't find me in real life, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's the way I see it, too, man. It's like, yeah, that's too bad that you have to deal with that shit. And the thing is, it's like 
it's not even an integral part to the story. It's just like you exactly. said, it's, kind of, it's a subplot. It's, I mean, if you even want to call it that, it's something that's just right. mentioned. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I, I, I really, uh, strived, strove, striven, strivy anyway, um, to like, Stri- make it striven. I like, yeah, we're Stri- going to call that striven. Yeah. <laughs> we're striven to, uh, to like <laughs> present like both sides of the issue. Like I really was trying to be like, um, or like, here's the thing that happened to a character. Here's how one feels about it. Here's how the other. So, but yep. yeah, yep. some people can't quite get nuances though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, I mean, if you don't like it because uh, you feel, well, if you don't like anything like a movie book, because, mm. you know, nothing seems connected or you just write something about it, you just don't get, you know, that's legitimate. But right. if you don't like it because there's some potty mouth and, you know, <laughs> You know, oh, my God, she had an abortion and she drank to excess and she had sex with more than one man. Oh, my right. God. What a hoa. Right. Yes, right. sir. What a hoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm at the point now where there are so many reviews that kind of warn you about all of those things that if you buy it anyway, then it's, you know, it's your own fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I a lot of times I'll read the reviews. I mean, I read a lot of these self-published books. I've mentioned it before, mm, yep. and I will read the reviews before mm. I uh, begin to read them. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I still don't know why I'm reading so many memoirs written by women. What is the hell <laughs> is going on? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just admire powerful women, I guess. So maybe it's just uh, Sandy and I were talking about it. Maybe it's just because there's more memoirs out there written by women uh, talking about their abusive childhoods and how they right. came out of it. And that I think that's true. I think, uh, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it, but I think most memoirs really are written by women. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. which I think is cool, but yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, Chris unplugged is in the house. Chris unplugged. If you're now his show, it was a week ago tonight. Actually, it's like he does like this music DJ thing and, you know, he's talking while he's playing music and man, oh, oh man, it's just like, I'm getting sassy and down in my apartment the other night. Man. It's just like, <laughs> cool. And Chris has one of those Rico Suave type voices. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll definitely have to uh, follow that podcast then. So. Yeah. Oh, you, you have to because you might just leave saying. your husband. You might leave your husband just by the side. I of mean, his voice. it's the, I'll have to. I'll have to warn him. I'll, I'll warn Dan first, and then yeah. I'll subscribe yeah. to the podcast. So yeah. you know. So I'm listening to. Yeah, I'm listening to this rounding thirds in the house, and we're joking in the chat room, laughing. I made people laugh a couple times, and you know, of course, everything's all about me, you know, right? I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, right? So, uh, so I'm like, man, I'm really grooving to this. And my son, who is about to turn 18, I'm like, I'm gonna text my son, have him uh, come in, come in this room. This is awesome. So he comes in. His name, uh, his name's Plummel. Plummel, uh, P-L-U-M-M-L-E. So if he ever appears in these rooms, you know, that's my son. Okay. So uh, anyway, he enters uh, the Chris Unplugged show, and I'm like, and make sure you be nice to him because there's a lot of trolls that come into these rooms and, you know, don't right. get yourself kicked out, blah, blah, blah. So instantly my son goes, play some cemetery. There's this new hip hop whatever <laughs> band called Cemetery. And it's just like, Miles, don't. Give, he doesn't take requests, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 
And then, no offense, Chris Unplugged, because I think your music is awesome. And what you were playing that <laughs> night was incredible. My son texts me, but his music sucks ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Miles, just just leave the room. Just leave the chat room. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him 10 it's- more years. He's going to have to go through, like, college and a little bit of real life. And then exactly. he'll realize that, you know, other music is has something to say. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. The biggest it's true, because I remember when I, when I was 17 and 18, I I did not get into hair metal at all back when it was like at its peak. I hated right. it. I made fun of it. It's just like, <laughs> what is with these white trash idiots? <laughs> drug addicts alcoholics in makeup what's the appeal here i mean i don't get it you know the music sucks whatever so then as we're learning to play our instruments we're into hendrix we're into zeppelin oh yeah you know you know the stuff that i can still appreciate today and everything else sucked and you know everything else you played me sucked this is my 17 <laughs> 18 year old mind it's just like right no nope, no it sucks you know, blah, 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 not going to do it. And if you played me dance music, like, right. hell no. No right. way I'm going to listen to that shit, you know. And now I feel way different. I mean, to right. now I'm like, techno dance music is freaking awesome, man. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, uh, I think it's something about going through college, uh, getting out, actually, and seeing what is just yeah. fun. You yes. Know, it, yeah. And that's kind of when you, you know, you're, you're not as influenced by other people. Well, I mean, now everybody's influenced by Instagram and shit like that. But like, you know, if you take all that out, you're really you're yourself for the first time. And that's when you discover, oh, okay, I do like this. I was just embarrassed to like it or to admit I liked it back when I was 17 or 18. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, um, yeah, especially when it comes to like pop music. Um, yes. It, yeah. It's one time I discovered in college, one of my roommates, one of my female roommates had this like MTV block party mixtape thing where mm-hmm. it was just, you know, how and all the songs just bled into another, you know, yep. you know, you know how that happens. Yes, and I would yep. listen to the, and after a while, I'd just listen to it on my free time. Hell, I'd even listen to it at work. I had that tape forever and people made fun of me. And I'm right? like, F you, man. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy. It makes me want to dance. You know. That's it's, right. Yeah. And of course, yeah. there's there's different reasons to appreciate music. Like you can just appreciate, oh, I really dig this song. And then sometimes yeah. there's like, you know, there's that emotional, you know, memory that comes with a song that just transcends the actual song itself. So, um, and just, I, I, I'm not a fan of yucking people's yum. You know, it's like. Whatever's exactly. going to make you happy and get you through the day, do that thing. Exactly. Yeah. See that you, you, you probably, do you know my feelings about the band journey? I freaking hate journey. I hate journey. I do know that. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate that band. Like it's like, you want to talk about something triggered and I don't know why. All I can think of is Chris out dry hump me during a junior high dance <laughs> while faithfully was playing or something. Yeah. I think that's what it was. <laughs> I think you should just stick to that story. <laughs> that's what I'm going to stick to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is journey was already overplayed back in the eighties and yep. it just yep. is continuously overplayed. I think uh, it's just really easy to get sick of journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, hashtag Chris unplugged. Uh, made me do it. There you go. That's because you no longer fit into your favorite T-shirt. RJ doesn't remember me, so I remember her. Oh, uh, Ar- now I feel like a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing is like I know the name, and I'm sure that you know, like, yeah. and I can. I can see what what he looks like, but I am so surprised you don't remember him because Chris Stout back in the day was so ADHD that he (laughs) could not sit down or stop talking. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. It's just like, you know, Chris Stout was just all encompassing. Yeah, he was everywhere you want to be, just like your visa card. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he was. He was. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a very funny guy too. Um, yeah. Now I remember another. Here's another Chris Stout memory. It's weird the shit that I remember. I can't remember what <laughs> I. I mean, I can't remember. I don't know. I this is well. This is one thing. I was I was thinking today that Memorial Day was like two weeks ago, but it was just this past week, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the way it is. But here I remember. Uh, so I remember, we all remember when the challenger b- blew up, right? Yes. Yep. So then a year after that, uh, the vice principal Higgins, you remember him, of course. Mm, yes. Uh, yep. he, he came on and he had a moment of silence, uh, the year anniversary. So the next day we're standing around the gym before the school starts and someone was saying, Yeah, I guess the moment of silence was as long as the actual flight was of the of the uh, Challenger or is it Challenger or Columbia? What was it? Uh, Challenger. Challenger. Okay. And uh, yeah, someone said. Yeah. So anyway, that's how the story goes. I guess the moment of silence was as long as the flight was and everyone's going. Yeah, yeah. There was a pause. And this is a completely tasteless joke, but really really funny and chris goes you know what we should have done at the end of that is we all should have gone boom oh my god <laughs> isn't that it's like bad but it, you can't help but laugh at <laughs> oh chris <laughs> <laughs> Now he's saying, oh, I didn't. I am <laughs> so going to hell for laughing at that. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Well, it's just like oh. one of those things, you know, we got to laugh at, you know, stuff we shouldn't at, every once in a while. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we're human beings. That's how we get through. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, in your actual personal life, you've gone through some challenges. Do you want to talk about those or we don't uh, have Oh, to? well, sure. I mean, you know, um, well, right now I am uh, battling, I guess you would say, um, metastatic breast cancer, um, mm-hmm. going through chemo, um, immunotherapy, and of course, all the fun stuff that goes along with that. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty open about it on Facebook. And by the way, everyone who is in the chat who already isn't my Facebook friend, I like being on Facebook and you can look me up there. I'm there under my real name, <laughs> um, Kelly Hewen. So um, shoot me a friend request and I'm going to accept it. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what's going on with me lately. Mm-hmm. So then you just... Uh... You finished your last round of chemo. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, my last round of chemotherapy is, um, let's see, I'm looking at my calendar. It's in about two weeks. Um, I have been scheduled for six rounds of chemotherapy and immunotherapy um, together. 
And then after the sixth round of both of those things, they're going to take some more scans and um, kind of see if it's actually having an effect on the cancer. Uh, they did they did some scans halfway through, which showed that the tumors were shrinking. Um, like I said, I, I have breast, it, it started in my breast and it mm -hmm. has um, metastasized or spread to my liver. Um, the, if there's such a thing as having good news with stage four breast cancer, um, the good news is that the cancer cells themselves are what they call triple positive, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. means that the uh, receptors on the outside of the cells um, are, are, triple positive means it spreads quickly, but it also means that that particular cancer is more vulnerable to um, the actual treatment. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I, I, I keep trying to be positive because that's, I'm a control freak. Mm -hmm. I can't control the fact that I have cancer. I can't control what effect the treatment's going to have on the cancer. But what I can control is how I look at everything. I can um, look at the positive side of things and not to be a Pollyanna because I have a lot of bad days, but, um, you know, I trust my, my, my team, I tr uh, my, my um, oncology team. Um, I trust the science behind it. Um, the scans are showing that it is having uh, an effect on the cancer. The tumors are shrinking. So, um, and, you know, scientific studies show that when you have a positive attitude, that's when you are more likely to have a positive outcome. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so, and I have, I, like I said, I've been chronicling it on, oh, Chris, I'm sorry. I just saw the chat that you lost your sisters to can't, oh, I'm so sorry. He it's did such, it in the same year uh, too. Yeah. Chris oh my God. I am yeah. so sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, everybody says, I never thought it could happen to me to the point where you're like, yeah, no kidding. But I really, it never even occurred to me that it was going to happen to me. Um, but I think, I don't even know how this is going to sound. I'd rather go through it myself than watch someone I love go through it. So oh, I, I have, I have like more, <laughs> I have more sympathy for Chris right now than I do even for myself going through it. So, um, I'm really sorry to hear that, Chris. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I oddly without going through the experience you're going through can relate to that because mm -hmm. I do not want to see my loved ones suffer, even people oh, that right. I don't know very well. It's, uh, right. Yeah. I mean, we both had uh, Tanya Hubbard as an English teacher. Yes. Yep. In school. And I was fortunate yes. enough to uh, also work with her the last uh, three years of her life. Oh, and wow. she's some and she's someone that battled it uh, at least three different times. And, yes. Yeah. And and my now ex-wife became close with her, too. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really Tanya was just so close to anyone, everyone, uh, but yeah. our family. Oh, as she well. was just, I, yeah. I mean, am, am I, <laughs> I don't think I'm speaking out of term. I say, wasn't she like everybody's favorite teacher? I mean, like she was just like one of those teachers. She, yeah, she was. And I mean, I think what, it, she just had that human connection yes. uh, with, with everyone. She didn't play favorites and it's, um, and she just loved everyone equally. Yeah. And that was, and there, there aren't many teachers like that. It's like one out of a one out of a million, really. I Agreed. Mean, she, I totally yeah. agree. And it's 
she showed up. I remember it was a, probably ten months or so before she died at a barbecue that we had, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Rachel, my ex-wife, was having a birthday. I was getting ready to switch jobs, so it was kind of a celebratory thing, and. Mm-hmm. She was social. She had a drink. She ate a little bit. But come to find out before that, she had to prop herself up on her the hood of her car uh, before she came to the backyard because she was in so much pain and had this huge coughing fit. But she didn't let anyone know that happened. It's just like, yeah, you know, and the thing is with her, it's just the courage it takes to know that you're going to die but then to do all the stuff that she did just uh, the volunteer work the visiting people i mean she set up uh, a warm waldo county thing for heating assistance that's still active today i mean oh uh, she set that up yeah yeah oh wow yeah i mean she's done she did so so much and it's just to me that it's just like i don't know how i would be in that situation what i learned from her was how to live while you're dying and i mean yes which in essence where we all are we all are it's just some of us may be at a different stage but it's just this is how you live regardless of what situation you're in this is how you live you know yeah and i think that's um like the most important thing you know that 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 i've kind of taken from this um because, you know, before, before I got my diagnosis, I mean, everybody, how, how can you, how can you not be this way? Just being a human being, you, you're, you're thinking about work, you're thinking about your kids, you're thinking about, you know, your bills, um, you're hunkered down because that, that's your whole life. And every so often something will happen to kind of shake you away from that, right? It's almost like, um, oh, I saw this movie and it really moved me and now I'm going to change the whole way I live. And you never do because, again, we're human beings. But getting the diagnosis really, it's like, oh, okay. Because, I mean, stage four cancer, that's not that's not great news. It's right. not necessarily right. like the death sentence that used to be even five, ten years ago. But um, basically what it means is there's no cure. It mm-hmm. means that there's uh, um, treatment. Right. So... Right. Um, and I have very purposely not looked up, like I have no idea what the, you know, percentage is or what the chances of me living X amount of years, because I don't want to focus on that right now. But at the same time, I can't not think about it. Right. Which right, means that right. everything in life, all of a sudden, everything, complete perspective change. So sure, it's sure. like, what really is important? All right. Um, Like I actually, I actually am very lucky. I do love my job. I've been away from it for several months. Um, I've been on, um, you know, disability. I'm very lucky I can go back as soon as uh, my treatment leaves me in a position where I'll be able to work. Um, But I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about, you know, legacy. I'm thinking about, okay, um, I wrote a book. Um, I think Mm -hmm. I want to write another one. Like all the things you, you want to leave behind. Um, but the the truth is, I mean, not to be morbid, but every single one of us are in that position sure. because we sure. literally don't know what's going to happen, you know, tomorrow or even an hour from now. Um, exactly. So I think um, I will never say, "Ooh, I'm so glad I got diagnosed with cancer," <laughs> but to take the positive thing out of it, it has really made me look at life differently. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I think, too, 
I mean, let's look at what a cesspool Facebook can be, right? Uh, especially sure, the last sure. several years. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get so irritated with people, Matt. Like I would read their Facebook posts and I'm like, how can someone be that stupid and still be breathing, right? And I don't look at people that way anymore. It's like, I know what I'm battling and every single person um, I know personally, every every single person on my Facebook list who I've never met in person, everybody's battling something. Everybody's going through something. And so it makes me look at that through, through look at them rather through like that um, perspective to have a little more patience with people, to give people more of the benefit of the doubt, to try to look for the ways in which we're similar mm-hmm. rather than the ways we're different. Um, because it's so much easier to look at the ways in which we're different. Um, and I'm not trying to sound like, you know, all of a sudden I'm turning everything serious, but you know, it really, that that's what it's done for me personally. Yeah. Well, and that's incredible. Uh, and it's uh, very positive on your part. And you sound, I mean, you sound good. I mean, before the show tonight, I know that your energy level I was thinking about your energy level. I'm like, well, right. is she going to be able to do a two hour show? But if she can't, that's OK, too. But I mean, you sound good. I mean, well, I planned I planned ahead and mm-hmm. I, I took a really long nap this afternoon. <laughs> I sound nice. like an 85 year old lady, but no, I took an I took an extra long nap. And then I also um, had an extra insure shake to give me some protein to give me a little kick and a little sugar so I could make it through the show. I see. Oh, good, good, good for you. You got it. You got to plan ahead. <laughs> you got to plan ahead. Well, it's like, oh, I mean, I plan my naps. I mean, it's like right. <laughs> I do. It's like it's Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to podcast at 730. OK, yeah, this is nap day between this time. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I do that. I do that. I shouldn't yeah. do that, though. I always feel better when I don't. <laughs> I always feel better when I don't take a nap. I didn't take a nap. Oh, today. Really? I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just I, I do. I, I, I do. Because if I, I if I fall asleep for more than an hour in the afternoon, oh, I wake. Yes. I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like, why did I do that? And then I can't get into it. I mean, I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like watching. I don't you know, it takes me like another half hour just to get the fog out of my head. You know, I wonder if it has something to do with uh, REM like the REM cycle, like you get just enough into it and then pull yourself out of it. I think yeah. naps are supposed to be like between 20 and 30 minutes if they're going to be effective. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Father Brian, love me some insure. Yeah. See, Father Brian's oh, yeah. going through some, he's going through some health issues as well. So he's like, Oh, wow. A, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, and he's been in and out of the hospital with a, a bunch of things. The latest thing being uh, acid uh, reflux, like really, really bad. Ooh. Ooh, that's no reflux. joke. Yeah. Oh, no, my mom, my mom's got that. And oh, yeah. And it can yeah. lead to a lot of other issues because of the actual acid, which I'm telling you guys things you already know. So <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it's like, you know, then it, it gets into the soft food diets, the insure yes. liquids yeah. and things like that. Then, of course, uh, if you can't hold food down, you're dealing with a whole bunch of other issues, of course. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so where's your oncology? Uh, where do you go for oncology? Do you go to Bangor? Oh, 
actually Dex, uh, Dexter. Oh my God. I'm still like an hour behind. Um, Belfast. There's, <laughs> Oh, there is. Okay. Good for you. That's good. Yeah. yeah there's good. a really good oncology team there. And of course I live in Searsport. So it's like, you know, a 10 minute drive. So, um, very, I'm very, when I was first diagnosed, I thought, Oh crap, I'm gonna have to go to Portland or Boston, but nope, right, right here. Right. So that's right. pretty cool. Yeah, and it wasn't too long ago that that would have been the case. You would have had to have gone that. Yes. Far. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. One uh, one of my coworkers um, uh, totally beat breast cancer. Yay, her! And she mm -hmm. had to go to Boston for her treatments, and that was only in I want to say um, 2016, 2014. So I'm very lucky that I can just go right up the road. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like uh, Carrie Ann uh, Higgins, who you may or may not know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's gone and she's another friend that has gone, has battled breast cancer twice, has had both breasts removed. And she's right. another one that just lives life to the fullest. It's just like, you yep. know what? I'm going to go on that trip. I'm going to do this triathlon. Yes. Uh, yep. she's a, like a fitness instructor, you know, she's been yes. healthy, cancer free for years. And it's just like, you know what, you know, I'm not going to take anything for granted. So it's not like I, I'm yep. going to have a bucket list of things to just check off. Right. I'm going to do it all now, you know? Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. And in fact, what I'm really looking forward to is, um, uh, like I said, my last round of chemo is in just a couple of weeks. Um, I will have to continue with immunotherapy, um, immunotherapy, um, in layman's terms, they're, um, they're, they're drugs that are specifically targeted to attack the cancer cells based on what they're vulnerable to. For example, um, if a cancer cell needs estrogen in order to reproduce and spread, if you give a patient an estrogen blocker, then those cancer cells can't reproduce. So that's what immunotherapy is. It's like if the chemotherapy is the troops going in and fucking up everybody's shit, then the immunotherapy is like the snipers in the trees who are taking like careful aim. Um, but the good news is that the immunotherapy does not have as many bad side effects as the um, uh, chemotherapy. So what I'm hoping is um, if everything goes well, um, in another couple of months, I'll be back to maybe not my old self, but enough to where I can start doing all those things that I'm going to do. And again, like you said, it's not like a bucket list. It's, yeah. um, just a, why did I never do this before? Like, for example, why did I never learn to play the guitar? Like, like you were talking about you and Jim used to like bond over music, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. I grew, mm -hmm. I grew up with a dude who could pick up an instrument and play it without being taught. And mm -hmm. I never took advantage of the fact that, Hey, maybe he can teach me to do that. So like just little things like that. It's like, I'm just going to go out and experience everything I possibly can yep. to, uh, you know, good live yeah, a full life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of people around that are willing to uh, help you learn how to do that. Plus YouTube is great. YouTube is great. Oh, for yes. Life, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Quite the chatter going on in the chat room, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I, awesome. It, which is really good. I'm sorry. I'm kind of following behind. Yeah. Uh, it's there, but yeah, yeah. I'm scrolling up. <laughs> yeah, I love Chris's little profile thing. It's a duck doing a waddle there. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That's uh, Chris has this duck theme. Like, so when you're when you're dancing along, when you're dancing along to his music, he starts going, "All right, time to walk like a duck." <laughs> Are we walking like a duck? And I'm like, Dan and I'm I'm grooving to it, man. I'm like, yeah, I'm walking like a duck. I'm walking like a duck. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've got so many podcasts to subscribe to. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, writing yeah. them down because I don't want to forget. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I was going to review one tonight. Uh, Father Brian knows this one. Maybe uh, Lady Me, Chris Unplugged, uh, Rounding Third. Uh, Chuck and Billy's podcast. Uh, this... Uh, it's like uh, uh, I I've been in their live room before, but briefly. But then uh, the other day, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. Just, uh, I hear Father Brian talk about Chuck and Billy. I gotta listen to Chuck and Billy. So um, I get on the one, and it's kind of cool because they just talk about whatever the hell they want to. You remember the talk show Donahue when you were kids? Uh, when we were kids, you know Phil Donahue. Do you remember? Yep. The- yeah, it's I like do. what what I what I liked about Phil Donahue. It's like one day he could have like the presidential candidates. He'd be interviewing them, and yep. then the next day he'd be he would have uh, transvestite biker nuns on his show. You know, right? Just a lot of diversity, right? <laughs> yep. So I mean, I think a Chuck and Billy, or I I think I just I want a podcast like that. I mean, I can. T- I mean, I can spend two hours talking about urine and manscaping, or I can interview, <laughs> or I can interview you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why those things have to be mutually exclusive. So yeah. exactly, exactly. So Chuck and Billy kind of do this too, but they every once in a while they do shows on serial killers, and Ooh. for whatever reason, I get fascinated by this shit. You know, yes. so they. So they do the Gary Ridgeway, who is the Green River killer. He, that guy. I mean, and then they did another one on the BTK killer, and it's like oh, it's yep. the it's the most disturbing stuff to listen to. <laughs> but I can't right? stop listening to it. I know what you mean. It's I. I think I wonder. It's like what switch flips in someone's psyche. Yeah. To make it so they can even do that to one person, let alone like, I mean, to be a serial killer, what's that three? I mean, yikes. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, you will have to look that one up. Yeah. What makes it a serial (laughs) killer? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you kill them all at once, um, that's a mass shooting. (laughs) That's yeah. Yeah. That's a mass shooting. Then you're a mass murderer. But I think if you, so if I killed one person like today, then I waited like, uh, a couple months and killed another person then waited like six months and killed another i think i'd be a serial killer at that point i think you would yeah i think i would not that i'm gonna go out and do that people yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but rounding third so you want to interview me i'll tell you about it <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's like, I mean, how many I mean, obviously, we're all fascinated by this because how many documentaries and movies are there oh God, out there about so Ted Bun- about Ted Bundy, just Ted Bundy alone? Yep. And, you know, and I watch them all. It's just like yep, the, mean, you've got the shows, you've got books. I mean, it, podcasts, there are podcasts that are just that's all they talk about. So, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just and then there's companies out there that sell like serial killer action figures. And like, oh, my God. OK, that that might be a little bit much for me. <laughs> it's creepy. I mean, but, but, I mean, that's an extreme. But I mean, yet we're fascinated <laughs> by this crap. I mean, I watch. I know. The, I mean, I watched the uh, Netflix thing on uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Oh, my mm. God. I mean, I felt like I needed to take a shower and, and like I, I could have taken a shower and, it's, and I still would have felt dirty. Like a really. Yeah, that you know, dude was like, that dude was creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, man. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, so I don't know why I'm fascinated by uh, stuff like that. But anyway, so Chuck and Billy, hats off to you for keeping me, you know, enthralled <laughs> by two podcasts in a row. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I uh, I listened to them in the vehicle uh, on my way back, uh, yeah. back and forth to work. You know, I yep. wish I had time actually to listen to more. I mean, I try, I, I go into Father Brian's show is good because it's at 10 o'clock. I can lay in bed uh and read and listen to you know say a couple three four ridiculous things then when it's when my eyes get all droopy i can fall asleep so father brian's like my you know it's like father brian's reading me a nighty night story every night (laughs) so (laughs) father brian is like your calm app exactly exactly (laughs) exactly yeah yeah and then you got chris unplugged that you know uh, when he comes on, I, you know, I'm ready to just groove, man. It's just like, so <laughs> that's good. That's good about, that's good when I can, when I can. Absolutely. Right. Uh, then some of these shows are just stupid. Uh, for oh, yeah. lack of a better word, they're just dumb. I mean, uh, you know, conspiracy theory, right wing garbage. It's just like, there's so much of that stuff out there. It's just like, cut right. it out already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you I, I like people that just go on and talk about themselves and then mix it up a little bit. Sometimes they play music. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's I like people that do variety, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Round and third, like this left wing bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not left wing all the time. Just some of the time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, then uh, so. So you're at home a lot now. Are you watching anything good on uh, uh, on this? Oh, we both got into uh, a show, didn't we? We uh, the same show, uh, the uh, Mayor of Easttown. Wasn't that good? Oh my god, it was so good. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, first of all, I just love Kate Winslet, and I watch her in anything. But that, which is honestly why I watched it, because I'm like, ooh, Kate Winslet's in it. But it was so good. Mm-hmm. I think oh, I'm going to yeah. rewatch oh, the yeah. whole series, just binge yeah. it again. Yeah. Yeah, it it was good, and if you haven't seen it, you you should. Uh, it's on HBO. It's on HBO Max. I mean, Kate Winslet will win an Emmy for that, hands down. Yes. There's just no question. Totally. And yeah, yeah, and it's cool when British act actors actresses uh, play Americans. Uh, and uh, yeah. I've yes. Been, yeah. Yeah. And especially with such a regionalized accent, um, like that, uh, like that Philly accent that she did, which I mean, of course, I thought she did a really good job, but probably everyone from Philly is like, uh, she sucked like we would if she tried a main accent. But I mean, I thought it was good. Well, I, I think wait, Kate Winslet could probably pull off a main accent. Nobody. I can't think of any actor out there that has pulled <laughs> off a main accent. I think of like Tom, uh, Tom Bosley on Murder, She Wrote. Oh, was, my God. I mean, that was so bad. Like, it was painful. Oh, it, it was, was awful. It was awful. Hey, Gig Wife, how you doing? Gig Wife's like my Gig Wife uh, responds to my stuff on Twitter. Thank you for that, Gig Wife. Oh, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm getting better at Twitter. I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> I noticed that so you've awesome. been tweeting a lot more. Yeah, I have been. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get away from the face thing and trying yep. to get more onto Twitter just to uh, keep it active. Uh, well, just to see what happens and it's gradually right. <clears throat> building there. Plus, I'm also I created the face thing page for the wicked awesome podcast because i don't want to combine uh my work with the podcast oh right yeah yeah all it's going to take is for one person even though i don't say where i work 
Right. Uh, I think my last name is squeaked out a few times here, which is fine. But I don't want, you know, somebody to take what I said uh, the wrong way, you know. Yeah. You got to be careful about that. Yeah. You're right. But at the same time, I mean, what are they going to do to me, really? I mean, it's not like I'm on here talking smack about my job or anything like that. But Right. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't say anything like racist or anything and then you get canceled, then you'll be all set. Yeah, which I I wouldn't do. I would. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't even say anything remotely like that. But it's yeah, it, it, it's I don't know. I'm probably safe anyway. But it's good to have kind of a separation from my real persona, if you will. Yes. And uh, yeah, that type of thing. I actually but, tried that with Facebook when I first joined Facebook back in what was it like 2008? I joined. Um, the account that I have now, but under RJ Keller, my, my author name, because yeah. I, I didn't really understand what Facebook was. I'm like, oh, maybe I can mark it on here or something. Um, and then it became this really weird kind of conglomeration of people I know in real life, like my actual friends and family, and then like my coworkers. And then about half of it was people I'd never met in real life who just had read my book and then they were my Facebook friends. Mm -hmm. And if I could go back in time, the thing I would do is completely separate it. Um, Have just my business page be for my book and have my personal page be for my personal because uh, anytime I ever have any issues on Facebook, it's almost always someone who I don't know in real life. Um, And I have since changed the name back to like my real life name, which is Kelly Hewins because um, you know how um, sorry, but this really did happen. You know, Russia created a bunch of, you know, Facebook pages and accounts Mm, to influence the election. Well, um, they didn't get as caught as I did because Zuckerberg, uh, not him personally, but Facebook got a hold of me and said, Hey, we know this isn't your real name. This is a fake account. Um, So you have to have a real name. So, Right now, I have my real name, but I've got a lot of people on my Facebook page who don't really know me. So I think you are smart to keep all of that separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and I don't, (laughs) I don't know what I'd use for a pen name anyway. I mean, Mm. I I always thought like if I were famous, I would just keep my name. I don't know what I'd call myself. I mean, my middle name's Henry. My mother's. Well, I wouldn't use my mother's maid. Well, my mother, I'd be Henry Lowe, but Henry Lowe was my grandfather. So that wouldn't work. Oh, right. Yeah. I could be Hank. I don't Ooh, know. That has, a, that has a ring to it. Yeah. I could be Hank Freely. Hank Freely. Oh, that sounds good. Dude, you should uh, totally do that. <laughs> Hank Freely. I like that. Yeah. There we go. Well, I chose yeah. to have a pen name because when I was writing, um, my kids were in like... Early high school, like, like, you know, young high school. Um, And of course, you've read the book, Matt. And I thought, if this ever like gets published and becomes popular, I don't want my kids to be having to say, yeah, my mom did write that book where there's a blowjob in the shower. And so I thought I will protect them by having a pen name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's of course now they're in their twenties and they don't give it, they don't care. So, you know, but, but at the time I think it would have been awkward for them if that had gotten out. So, well, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I feel like we shouldn't really care uh, either, but, but I get it, you know, but I get it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It's hard enough to be a kid without having that. (laughs) 
exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it makes me think i i've done a lot of community or i haven't in years but I, there was a time i did a lot of community theater in brooks uh, marshall River theater. oh yes yeah it was it was fun but you always had to tame down stuff for the old people that would get offended easily oh, and right. that made me and it always made me mad mm-hmm. um you know, it's just like because no matter what you did, somebody would get offended. And I'm just like, well, hell with it. Who gives a shit? Well, Let them be. Offended. You know what you should do, Matt? There's several um, theater companies right in Belfast and they don't have like issues quite like that. So they don't. But, you know, the one good thing about the March River Theater is I used to be able to get uh big parts uh because oh yeah gotcha. and, and yep. in belfast there's kind of a monopoly on that so i'd try yeah. out for a play in belfast and i'd be like uh stage hand <laughs> left right <laughs> whatever you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah but I, I i mean i have thought about it there are uh actually right, right now the maskers are doing a lot of outdoor performances right on yes. the little side street here. And that's kind of cool. That's kind of yeah. cool. They yeah. They just did, um, as you like it, uh, the Shakespeare play. Um, so I have a particular affinity for that because I was the assistant stage manager um, yeah. last yeah. year pre COVID. And then of course COVID happened. We got one performance I think done and then mm-hmm. we had to stop. Um, and they brought it back, which I was wicked psyched about, but, um, because of my treatment, I did, I couldn't uh, be stage manager, but, um, that was a really good play though. They, they did, it was as you like it, which is a Shakespeare play, but they had it set in the 1960s and it was all about hippies and stuff. It was really good. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No maskers, uh, mid coast actors, a whole bunch of them. You never know. Maybe you'll get a good part, Matt. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, there are a couple times I remember uh, I've done this show a bunch of times. Actually, there's two Christmas radio shows that we've done that are that are fun to do because you just oh, read yeah. from a script. And yes. Have, yeah. And so we did. Uh, it's a wonderful life where I get to be like the announcer, George Bailey. I had a lot of speaking parts for oh, that. Oh, that's one. so cool. Yeah. And then I um, and then I did uh, a Christmas Carol a couple three times as well, nice. where I got to be Scrooge and all that. But yeah. I remember, I I remember the first year I did "It's a Wonderful Life." The last performance, I got drunk as shit. Whoops! <laughs> and people loved it. Oh my god! <laughs> Yeah. So you're okay. See, I'm yeah. not that kind of drunk. I'm the kind of drunk where basically I'd be passed out in the back. And so oh, I see. <laughs> I see. no, I was I, I when I did drink, I was a happy drunk. And so I just yep. got everyone into it. And I <laughs> nice. there were a couple we sang our own commercials and stuff. And I was dancing, wiggling my butt and people just, oh, they thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it, it is fun to do. I mean, it's just it's being in a place, a huge commitment. Um, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, so we did this variety show at the Marsh River Theater years ago. I think at that I just played like a uh, bass guitar and a guy played guitar and we did a couple of songs. Uh, but I remember, do you, are you familiar with the play or anyone in the chat room familiar with the play Avenue Q? I'm not. I'm going to Google it, it while you're talking about it, though. Yeah, it, it's worth it to bring up on YouTube. But basically, it's uh, it's kind of like Sesame Street, 
uh, it's all puppets and oh. they're they're talking about like urban themes of the day and the songs are like really really funny like uh you know uh you know one's about homosexuality because one of the puppets is starting to feel like that way and it's a funny song uh one song is one song is titled everybody's a little bit racist (laughs) (laughs) but then but then there's one song called uh the internet is for porn and it is (laughs) so so funny but anyway in the variety show at marsh river theater one year somebody there were a couple three people that did their own take on that song the internet is for porn and it's funny <laughs> as hell it's funny as hell but mm-hmm. it if you get offended easily it's not the song for you right. and you wouldn't believe the old people in the audience that just thought <laughs> that that was inappropriate right <laughs> oh man that's a bummer it, it is a bummer and it's just like you know what if you get you know it's just like I like getting a. I, I like I like naughty humor every once in a while. Like, I agree. Yes, yeah. me too. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's just I like found a, all sorts of things on the Google, so I'm gonna uh, definitely YouTube the hell out of that. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, there's so many plays. I mean, you'd never be able to do like a production of Rent. At the Marsh River Theater. Uh, oh, because right. Some, because right. somebody would get offended. Uh, right. You couldn't even do Tommy because Tommy, uh, the you know, by the who, you wouldn't be able to do that, right. which we, we wanted to do because there was a molestation scene in it. And it's just like, are you kidding me? Come right. on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's it's stuff like that. So, that I mean, I guess that's rural theater for you but yeah yeah. i was gonna say i think uh the more rural you get the more you have to think about that and uh you know and it really i mean let's face it at all who's your audience who's paying to get in and if the people paying to get in are you know older perhaps not as uh hip or maybe they're easily offended then you have to play to that crowd you have to play to that crowd too which yeah i don't know it's hard to say. <laughs> I remember. I, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think I just used the word hip in a sentence and I'm kind of embarrassed because I think that's what old people say when they're trying to be hip. So I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Father Brian says, so my one man show is a no go there. Father Brian, <laughs> I'd almost pay for your plane ticket, rent the theater <laughs> myself just to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. And I'd promote oh it. I would promote it as he was like some religious revival spiritual <gasps> guy, <laughs> and which, then he kinda, could, which he kind of is, but yeah. yeah. We, and then we could like, um, instead of uh, like videoing the performance, video the uh, audience and then just video the reaction. Make, we yeah. could make so much money just putting that. Oh my God, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we We'd have to, ch- we'd, we would make more money by charging the offended people uh, ex- <laughs> on the way out. You know, yeah, right. you can leave, but you got to pay 10. Got to pay. You gotta pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's great. That's terrific. <laughs> um, uh, so, oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, so you've been married for 29 years, huh? Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. And- yep. In August, it'll be 29 years. Holy cow. And you have two sons? Yeah. I've got two sons and a daughter. Two sons. Oh, three kids. Okay. 
Yes. Yep. Three kids. Yep. And they all live nearby, which is awesome. I love it. So, That's good. Yeah. Are they? Yep, and they're all they're, our so 20s. they're. Yep. Good. Uh, any grandchildren? Dare I ask? Because. Um, well, I do. So my my youngest son, um, his, uh, his girlfriend has a son who is eleven, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we basically consider him our grandson. So, yeah. I see. But I see. I see. like, like no, like biological grandchildren yet. But uh, I have the feeling um, it won't be too much longer. I see. Well, I, yeah. I, I admire people that have stayed together for that long and still legitimately love each other where it's an OBS. Oh, yeah, she's great. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's I mean, I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's a lot of work. And I think that um, I think one of the advantages that my husband and I um, had and still have is we both came from um, broken families. So, um yeah when we got married, we weren't, you know, pie in the sky, stars in our eyes. We realized, okay, when you get married, you're creating a family and the, the, the core of the family has got to be this relationship right here. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of went into it, I think, super realistically, um, which really helped. And there's always going to be, you know, rough times. And that's what got us through the rough times. And then after having gotten through those times, you realize, um, you know, it just, it makes that relationship that much stronger. So um, I think I was very, I think the the part I'm lucky about is I met him. I mean, I met him when I was 20 Mm -hmm. and we got married when I was, I was almost 22, which now that I'm, oh my God, I'm 50. I'm like, I was so young. And I'm like, kids, my kids, you, that's too young. You can't get married that young, but like right, it worked right. for us. But I, I, I do think it's because we did have that um, kind of realistic outlook. And I don't mean to say that, you know, I mean, 50% of marriages don't work. And I, and I wouldn't say that, you know, the percentage of marriages that don't work, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people, they go into it realistically. So I think sure. a lot of it is a lot of it's luck and a lot of it's work. So I think that I've uh, been both lucky and worked hard to make it to the 29 years right well congratulations yeah that is young that is young to get married but it's i I mean (laughs) if statistically if you want to you know getting married at uh, 22 years old the the chances are not very good at that marriage working uh, right really yeah and i so and i always kept those statistics in mind before i got married it's like i did know that after the age of 28 your chances of your marriage surviving your first marriage surviving are pretty good actually so i was 30 when i got married and i'm mm-hmm. thinking yeah all right yeah all right. i got this i got this and then it's just like whoa okay yeah. but yep. um you know and it, it, it's it's interesting because we have such a skewed view of divorce like oh, why right. is it why is it that so many people have to like why is it that so many people hate each other when they get to that point I oh mean, my god i know and, and it's, it's really it's, sad. Well, and it used to make sense to me, I guess, like, oh, yeah, they don't they hate each other. So naturally, they're not going to be married anymore. But <laughs> I don't know when you have kids involved and all that other stuff. It's less like, right. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that's and that's just it. It's like because you're, um, you know, even though you're not married, that family is still there. You know, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I have a, honestly, I mean, like, like I have a lot of respect for um, like divorced couples who can still be friendly. And I think that I've seen a lot more of that. Like I would say like in our generation, like 
my parents, <laughs> they mm. really did hate each other. Like it was bad. And uh, like, they couldn't be in the same room. And um, I think that most of, it, my, with my experience amongst people our age, like our parents who were divorced, it was more like that. And it was yeah. very rare that yeah. they got along. And I think that that our generation and the generations after, I think the opposite from my experience seems to be true. There's more situations like with you and your ex-wife where, okay, we're still going to be friendly because, well, we're not assholes and because we have kids. <laughs> and exactly. it just, it, it yeah. makes me, it makes me happy to see that that's becoming more of a trend. Yeah. See, if I was a different person, I'd be like crushed. And would, uh, I mean, this is a situation. Uh, th th this is funny. I mean, it sounds really bad, but this is kind of funny. I, I do find this funny. I'm going to tell this story and I'm telling you, I find it funny. <laughs> anyway, okay. <laughs> yeah. I am sitting down, so I'm prepared yeah. for anything. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I teach for many years at the local tech center and mm -hmm. I go through graduate school, get my master's, really grooming myself to become director of the tech center, right? Like mm -hmm. the head honcho, the guy, the man, right? right? Okay. So the yep. director, the director there, like a year after I finish graduate school and I get my certifications, he decides to go into another job. And I'm like, all right, here I go. I'm yep. going to get this. I mean, I just had my, I mean, I was obsessed with getting this job. Really silly right. looking back on it. So uh, anyway, uh, I apply, of course, I interview and they end up giving it to another guy. And I'm like, oh, man. Right. You know, you know crushed. Right. OK. Yep. So uh, I, my wife actually still teaches there. Uh, uh, she only we only worked together for two years. She came in later mm -hmm. on. But then after I left, this guy came in to teach uh, culinary arts. And now that guy is my ex-wife's boyfriend, and they're happy together. Great. But this culinary arts teacher and the director play music. They're in a band together. It's a trio, like a blues band. So uh -huh. I see... So I see pictures of this band and they play out like at Sugarloaf and all these other places. And I'm like, huh, okay, so there's my ex-wife's <laughs> boyfriend playing drums. And there's the guy who took my dream job <laughs> playing guitar oh, and vocals. God. This this band should be called Matthew's Failure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? Right? So, yeah. So then, oh. then my wife, uh, my ex-wife, uh, posts a picture of her and her new boyfriend on the face thing. Uh huh. And what does my mother do? Uh -oh. She clicks on a heart. A heart. It yeah. It, 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 I said, "Oh, it's so good that you're happy." Oh <laughs> my god. I'm like, Mom. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, I'm in my little apartment in Belfast. <laughs> <You know? laughs> See if I was a, see and I find the humor in this stuff. It's just like if I was a different person, I'd be like crushed and like uh, you know, and then I'd be abusive on social media. Do you see what she's doing? Do you exactly. see what, how my mother? You know that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's better yeah. for your blood pressure and your just general um, well being as well as your mental health to you know be well, able to yeah. see the humor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And rounding third just mentioned. Yeah. And her and her boyfriend makes really good hot sauce. Like I'm talking this. <laughs> he does. He makes incredible hot sauce. I love going over there. I stay at the house one night a week 
and visit a couple of other times. And I love going into the fridge and whatever we're making, just throwing some of the hot sauce on anything. It's like to die for, man. It's just like. Does he best. sell it? Is it like. Uh, he he hopes just... he hope he hopes to at some point. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it, that's how um, Todd, what's his name? The weatherman did with his salsa. So. Oh, did he really? Todd. Oh, yeah. Uh, Todd, Todd Simcox. Um, yes todd simcox yeah he he's got his, his todd sauce oh yeah it's so good i mean i really i have good. not had this other salsa i can't speak for but todd salsa is amazing i say that i don't even get commission if you guys buy it so but it's no so kidding good. so there see yeah. we do see we do plugs for products on this show <laughs> that we're you, you know it's sincere it's just like we lo we love this stuff absolutely yep. yeah uh, <laughs> don't say duck sauce <laughs> chris oh. <unplug. laughs> Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh. No, I'm not going to talk about manscaping rounding third. Yeah, no, <laughs> no we're not going to plug manscaping products. A lot of, but a lot of uh, podcasters do, a lot of YouTubers do as well. Then forever yes. with that damn Dr. Squatch soap. Jesus. So, you know, it's it, funny. My husband actually has some Dr. Squatch soap, and uh, I, I should have written it down because I wanted to tell you like right away. And oh, it is. Oh. It has coffee grounds in it, so it's like an exfoliating um, soap, and he, oh, nice. he likes it. Nice. So, does a hot woman a, a come? Personal... Does a hot woman come in your house and yes, I had to shower every. Yeah, she tried, but I sent her away because you know, <laughs> twenty nine years, you know, hot woman go away. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now that you see these commercials, and that's what happens all of a sudden. Like these women want to smell this soap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all right. <laughs> and the funny thing is it really does smell like coffee um and it, you can like see the coffee grounds in it but um yep, you know yep. i feel like um the point that the commercials are trying to make is that dudes don't seem to exfoliate enough so yes, yes, perhaps yes, that yes. should be you know well and there's something to be said there's something to be said for that because i mentioned the soap i use you can buy it right at the hannaford our local grocery store it's hand cut soap with poppy seeds and tree tea oil that stuff oh. is great that stuff's nice. great. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. It, it does. You can feel the, you know, the poppy seeds really exfoliate your skin. Yep. Um, it's better than because for a while I was using the little squeegee spongy thing with uh, body wash. And, the, you know, it's just like that stuff doesn't do shit. I mean, it's just right. Like, no, body washes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what do I put shit? What do I put on everything? Uh, rounding third. You're going to have to type that in because again, because <laughs> oh, poppy seeds, uh, uh, <laughs> poppy seeds on everything. No hot sauce on everything. Yeah. I put hot <laughs> sauce on everything. Uh, yeah. Man, this chat room is poppy, active. It is. I see that. If you yeah. wash with poppy seed soap, do you test positive, uh, for 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 drugs like you do when you, you eat do. The muffins okay so yeah, that's a concern do. yeah that's a concern that's a real thing yeah i haven't been drug tested in a while uh, the last time was when i drove vans for a living uh they oh, I had to be, that'll do I, yeah yeah so yeah I, actually i talked about that on this show too yeah and i i passed my drug test yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I made sure I, I wouldn't did all pass my... a drug test right now, but you know I'm a cancer patient, so I can get away with that. <laughs> so is is it because of pain medicines or uh... um uh, pain and also nausea? Um, oh, the nausea is so bad. Um, the see. chemo they've got me on is like really really strong. So like basically, um, 
I, I've, I'm not supposed to lose any weight and I've lost almost 30 pounds since I've been diagnosed and that's oh, not wow. good. So no, yeah. Not good. Yeah. 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 But, uh, so do you do edibles or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Edibles. Um, the funny thing is like, I totally hate the taste. Like, um, like cookies or fudge, like a lot. And a lot of people have been super nice and made me stuff. And it's like having to gag it down, but I've discovered that they, um, they make some gummies that don't taste very strongly of pot. And uh, they, they actually, they do help a lot. So I'm uh, able to eat. So, which is yeah. good because yeah. eating is important. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing about marijuana. Like, holy cow, I eat a lot <laughs> right. when I'm stoned. I yeah. don't stop eating. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Wright, uh, not the comedian Stephen Wright, but Steve Wright, who we went to school with, who you may oh, yeah. not know. He's yeah, actually, I he's, him. yeah, he still lives out in Unity. I oh. will never forget his his uh, senior year of high school picture. It's like he still a, he had a beard back then. He has one now, but this dark beard, jet black yep. hair. He looks just like he looks like Satan himself. He really does. <laughs> I think he had a beard in junior high. I mean, like oh yeah, he, he, I oh I think he did in kindergarten. He's, I, mean, I would say he's probably born with it. But. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, so you know. Beside your class picture, you have your name and your nickname. Yep. Yeah. His nickname, he put death. That just... <laughs> oh my, I am so looking at my yearbook tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Then he said, uh, then known for, because sometimes people put, what are you known for? He said, yep. known for with him was faking people out by acting normal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, he was that type of guy. But so he threw a couple parties uh, like my senior year and his parents weren't away. But I don't know what he was getting himself into because Steve <laughs> didn't back then didn't really drink or smoke marijuana or anything like that. And many of right. the rest of us did. Right. Uh, so anyway, I have some. Uh, I get I get into the beer a little bit, and then somebody has some marijuana. I start smoking that. Steve wasn't a very good uh, host when it came to snacks at this parties. Uh, he didn't so, but we raided his cupboards anyway. We did were able to make some mac and cheese, which everyone fought over. Everyone, right? Everyone. <laughs> it's just like, and you know, everyone had spoons, and they were eating out of the same pan. You know, it's kind of gross, but get back <laughs> on it. But right. what I thought. But what I found, I was stoned out of my freaking gourd, and all I wanted to do was eat. I, I didn't care who else was there. Didn't care about socializing at that point. I just wanted to eat. So right. he had he had some saltines, cream cheese, and ketchup. And <laughs> oh my god, was that good! <laughs> Looking back on it, it was so gross, oh but I could not god. stop eating that combination. <laughs> yeah. Then I. Oh. Yeah. Then I remember I walked to my car and I just crawled up on the passenger seat and promptly yep. passed out until like <laughs> two two young ladies the next morning kind of knocked on my window and I went what and I <laughs> you know they jumped me but I had a good night's Oops. sleep in my little my little car yeah it yeah. definitely does that it, it, it does yeah so I mean <laughs> so yeah it, it I mean so yeah I mean now I can't really do it. 
uh, because I get really depressed, like even two days afterwards. Uh, right. For some, for some reason, it does that to me. So, yeah. so uh, it does that uh, to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't in the moment so much, but uh, it's just the 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 recovery uh, the the day or two after uh, gets yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how are you holding up? Uh, you made it the whole show, so yeah, pretty good. So I think that nap definitely helped. <laughs> that nap definitely helped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend if you have some energy, uh, I'm going to give a plug to a terrible show. Okay. It's a it's a terrible show, but again, it's one of those things. It's like the serial killer podcast by Chuck and Billy. You just can't, you, you get wrapped into it for some reason. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's called dear John. Uh, it's season two, the Betty Broderick story. And okay. You'll appreciate this. One of the main uh, actors in the show is Christian Slater. Oh uh, yeah. It's like, yes. you re- I, yeah, I haven't seen Christian Slater in years and it's just like, Oh my like, God. Yeah. He kind of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And so I'm kind of, it's weird. He seems kind of ageless, a uh, little, right. little, little pudgier, but I, I wonder if they're doing some like <clears throat> filters on the camera or if he had some work done. Uh, hard right. To say, hard to say, but yeah, uh, he's one of those actors that there's not much, uh, range with christian Slater. right it's yeah like it's like you see a movie you, you don't even know his character's name it's just like okay that's it's christian. christian slater it's just and he's christian got that slater. voice it's so distinctive you know and yeah 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 absolutely and amanda pete uh is that her name amanda pete yeah it is amanda pete yes yep, i've heard yeah yep. yeah yeah, she was in a bunch of things kind of back in the day, uh, feature yep. films. And so now, you know, her roles are more uh, TV streaming oriented, but she does a really good job, <laughs> actually. She is. It's not Kate Winslet, but it but it's, you right. know, it's just it's just kind of just it, it's I'm not going to say just below. It's below Kate Winslet. But you take Kate Winslet out of the picture. It's really, really good. You know. What I mean? OK, so, then yeah. I, I will give that a try. Yeah, because that's was, pretty much all I'm doing is watching TV. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you'll get locked into that. You'll get. Lo- cool. I, I promise you'll you'll get locked into that. Then you'll be like, "Why am I watching this? I mean, this is a terrible story. <laughs> Why am I watching this?" But you'll get sucked in. You and I won't be in. able to look away. I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chris uh, Stout just asked when the last time I acted was. That's a good question. I did the radio show a couple Christmases ago. Of course, with COVID, um, mm. a lot of things have been shut down, and it yep. it take it, it would take a lot for me to uh, be in a play again, just because there's memorizing lines, things like that. I just it takes time. It takes time. yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I, I typically. Um, I, I like being behind the scenes. Um, like, like I, I liked having the state, like the, the experience stage managing or like that kind of stuff rather than being on stage. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's a lot yeah. of fun. It is. Yeah. 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 I've never done lights or sound or anything like that. I could do sound. I don't know what the hell the knobs do. You totally could. Yeah. I, I, totally I mean, could. I mean, the setup here is so simple. And it's completely by accident. I mean, if it's, if right. this sounds if this sounds good, if I sound good, it's completely, <laughs> totally, one hundred percent by accident. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris Stout says, "I'm going to act with you, Chris. I'm not going to do porn with you. I already told you that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, here comes but, the frowny face. <laughs> here comes the frowny face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny stuff. Oh, last thing. We got three minutes left. I like how you acknowledged uh, Jim Reed uh, in your book. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, he uh, was. Um, yeah, because he was my well, a couple of years actually in high school. He was my English teacher, yeah, and yeah. he back in high school um, encouraged me. He says, "You need to just. You need to keep writing." You know, you need to just, this needs to be something you do. And I mean, I always did. I mean, obviously I didn't publish a book until I was, you know, almost 40, but um, I don't know. It was, it was something that always stuck with me. You know, we were just talking about teachers who are inspirational and um, he was definitely that, like that teacher who, um, and, and while I was writing the book, I remember thinking, I want to write it so that it's good enough so that he can read it. And, um, and then he did read it and he liked it and, oh my God, it was like the best thing. So, awesome. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah that, that was a really good feeling. Yeah. One thing about Jim Reed, I mean, he was this hippie kind of out there kind of guy right? teaching, <laughs> teaching in rural Maine and, yes. you know, and a little guy, a little effeminate and yep. With you his sandals. Think, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pierce Deer, yep. you know, and this is the 80s, Waldo County, Maine, rural Maine. And it's yep. just like everybody could relate to him. It's like, yes. it, it's funny because he'd be reading a Walt Whitman poem. Then you'd have you'd have some redneck boy in class going, is he gay, Mr. Reed? <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Reed oh would be God. like. Yeah, 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 he is. Yep, he but, was. Yep. <laughs> but at the same time, it had our attention too. We grew to like. Yes. We grew to like Walt Whitman. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next day, then the next day, he would read a poem by Allen Ginsberg. Is he gay, Mister yes. Reed? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny you should mention that because in my mind, whenever I imagine Walt Whitman, I imagine Mister Reed's face. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like absolutely. there's that. You know, it's all mixed up in my head. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like all the, I mean, all the uh, writers and icons that uh, I, I shouldn't say all of them, but a a lot of the ones like Bob Dylan, like uh, the ones I just mentioned. uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. that really started with Mr. Reed. uh, Oh, yeah. 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 Good, good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kelly, for coming. Uh, This is a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Appreciate it. And uh, all the best, uh, all the best to you. And uh, we'll follow you on the face thing. And um, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of admiration for you. Uh, Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're getting through it. What else can you do? Right. (laughs) Exactly. And you sound good. You sound good. Which is Yeah. Thanks. I'm I'm feeling really good today, actually. Yeah. Good. So it's a it's a good day. Good. Uh, just keep ride that wave as long as you can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and thank you to everyone else. Love you all. And until next time, take care. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Bye.